Left. Right. Hey, what's going on over there? Got some interesting topics for you today. Today we're going to be talking about guns. If you haven't subscribed already, you're really doing yourself a disservice. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 I like PBR. I just got priced out of it. We're all alive here. Welcome to Sip Talk, episode 41. Today, we're talking about guns. Before we do that, I'm going to drink my Bud Light <laughs> Lime. They're great beers. Which we sent RT to grab Bud Light, the signature blue can. And we came back with uh, Bud Light, a limelight, Bud Light signature frog can over here. Um, what's up, guys? Live. I uh, appreciate you being here today. We're talking about guns. Don't shoot me, but I would love to hear your gun stories, your opinions on guns. If you look, we can't see the comments. We get one comment. Just time. one now? Yeah. What is this? We, we gotta do this, and then it's. Uh, oh, that's annoying. It's a pain in the ass. So uh, either way. Let's update that algorithm. I'm going to get an intern to feed you all the, uh, all the comments that are coming through. <laughs> oh, you don't have any interns right now. <clears throat> no longer here. Coronavirus. Yeah. All right. So I'm opening this one up because I need a drink after today. Um, appreciate you guys watching us. Today we're going to be talking about guns. I want to know right off the bat who owns a gun of the four of us. James, do you own a gun? No. Uh, the reason why I don't own a gun, it would be very easy for me to do so because our law, our gun laws in South Carolina are relatively lax and it's not hard to get a concealed weapon parent. Probably costs you like under 200 bucks in a, in a day of your life to go through the class. And then, you know, just the standard federal three-day or five-day waiting period, whatever it is, and then you got yourself a gun. But the reason why I don't have a gun is that my, I know myself well enough that if anything I own, I'm going to want to use. And especially yeah, well, I mean, right no, the, no, though, the, the, the gun's the one thing that you don't want to use. It sounds like it's harder to get an abortion in South Carolina than it is to get a gun. I agree. Uh, anytime I go to the abortion clinic, they tell me to go away. That's it. <laughs> they, uh, they, they say, but you, you, we we don't uh, we don't have anything for you. I say, but I don't ever want to have kids. And they say, yeah, you you don't know what we do here. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm lost on that one. But uh, so, so you don't have a gun because you'd be likely to use it. I feel the same way about gun ownership. I would rather answer the door at nighttime with a baseball bat than with a gun and end up shooting the neighbor's kid or something like that. You know, how are you going to shoot the neighbor's kid with a baseball bat? Well, that's why I would the baseball bat over the versus the gun. Over the gun. Uh, um, the only time that I've actually felt like having a gun in South Carolina would be somewhat handy has been – in the one or two day period before a big hurricane hits and i'm just like there's no emergency services the power goes out and somebody like and people just decide to stay back and loot or whatever i'm not really going to have any protection besides some kitchen knives that are going to 
and they're sharp, but they don't have any range. So I'm just like, you know, it would be kind of nice to have a gun just to get myself through like the three or four day period when there's no power and there's no emergency services because they all evacuated and I refuse to. But then I get over myself and say, nobody cares about me. <laughs> well, they might want well, the, they might want the shit in your house. What I want to yeah, know, but they don't know that I have shit in my house. Anybody who's watching us live, I'm curious if you have a gun. One, so give me a give me a thumbs up if you got a gun, or if you've shot a gun. And James, I know you've shot a gun. I know you shot a gun because I brought you there. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I've also shot automatic guns, which is a, a, a wild. Uh, Where'd you do that? Upstate. I don't even know if that's like it was automatic or semi. I don't know. You hold the trigger down, bullets come out. That's automatic. You let, you let go, they stop coming out. You, you don't point it at people, just like the other ones. Um, but uh, but but what I really so uh, you, uh, have you shot a gun before? No. Have you shot a gun before? Nope. Okay. The first time that I actually handled a gun was yours. The one you had at home. That was the first time that I actually. <laughs> shot a gun. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, Love guns don't count. So it's a, <laughs> it sounded really gay. Um, so uh, I black and it's short, small like short. Doesn't taste. All right, there. let's let's move the conversation away from YouTube on this. I will say that you know you're telling how everyone how easy it is to get a gun. That's really interesting in South Carolina. My father just went through the process to get a gun in New York, and it took him up to eleven months. From the so initiation took of, a... of filling out the paperwork, doing it. What kind of gun? Getting a background check, just a simple nine millimeter. Like it's nothing. Like a, just a, like a Glock, just a, a handgun, a simple nine millimeter handgun. Exactly. So I could probably have one within a week. And that's crazy because could you, he you get one last year in September and got his gun in the first week of August, I believe. Yeah, eleven months. That's Checks out to me on the different scale of that. And I, and I understand, like, everyone has their rights and, and different laws in different states, but it's so crazy here. Like, it's so intense. So, yeah, I, in terms of how different it is down here, so um, I referee, and a lot of times, especially for my college games, I'll be carpooling with somebody else from Charleston or sometimes not somebody from Charleston or whatever. And the number of times I've been in a car and they're like, um there's there's a gun in the glove compartment and at first it was weird and now just like all right like one dude does property management and um you know he has to drive around to a whole bunch of rental homes and stuff that his company owns that he has to just check up on and he's like i bring my gun with me everywhere i go it's in my glove compartment i've got my concealed carry permit when i'm doing when i'm checking up on houses or whatever like it's usually like on a holster on the inside of my shirt i think that's reasonable especially when it comes to comes to that job you, you, yeah, know, you couldn't you know, do that in new york city though you could not do that in new york city. actually you're not right you're not right about that <clears throat> there was a uh guy who had a bunch of buildings in hell's kitchen he was land the landlord's name in the industry was literally hell's kitchen this guy was like built like an ox and he was in a wheelchair but in his office where he had every lease signing he had a sawn off shotgun sitting on his desk Okay. But was it operational? Safe in the back behind him of his desk. And every lease signing was so intimidating for every client that would sign leases because there's literally a loaded shotgun sitting on top of his desk right next to him. Like, that, like I, I, I get that, like, you know, most people in New York City may not have a gun, but this is something that really kind of struck me. And I'm kind of curious in your thoughts on that. 
So it's uh, kind got... of a carve out for him because I, I was on the impression that like you really couldn't have guns in New York City that they were really really strict about it. Well, he's on wheels, so he just <laughs> all right. You know, he could get a couple of built-ins on the on the arms. So just to mention some of the comments, uh, we got Taisha saying one that you can buy in Texas on the spot. Um, yes. And then uh, no, there's federal guidelines that you have to. That, but I was going to say I was under the impression because when I looked in South Carolina, they had it at the pawn shop, and you could just for 300 bucks give them the 300 bucks, and it didn't seem like they would just give you the gun over the counter. I, no. I, I do think there's a little bit of <clears throat> there's a federal there's a there's a mandatory waiting period under federal law, and I don't remember if it's three or five days, but like that if you buy a firearm through a registered firearm dealer then by law they have to send your information to the fbi for a background check and stuff like that and also just the waiting period in case like i want to buy this gun so we can use it today well the three-day waiting period so you can kind of think that over so if you're in a fury you're ready to shoot somebody you can't get an abortion i mean you gotta wait five days to get a gun I the gun solves that problem too so but that's my point that's my point i think we got I just think it's funny. To me, what I really want to dig into is how I, I guarantee that we probably got about a 50-50 where 50% of the people welcome back, uh, would think that the country would be a safer place with no guns. And 50% of the people would think the country would be a safer place without guns. I actually think we would, we would probably have a, a lot Considerably fewer gun deaths if, and, and cons- a lot less violence if everyone had a gun. Um, I, I would say that if you had no guns by definition, you would have less gun deaths because nobody would have the guns to shoot each other with. Yeah, but you have a constitutional right. Everybody needs to feel safe. So right, but that, everybody feels but no, safe. No, that, that wasn't your premise, though. We're not talking about the Constitution. We're right. just saying if there were right. no guns or all guns, what, what would gun deaths go up or down? If there are no guns, there could be no gun deaths by definition. My, my, my premise was supposed to be wrong. sarcasm. There will be a lot but, of <laughs> but, but, Yeah, but like... <laughs> Just address the point as stated. No, and I'll I'll interrupt. The point of the Constitution was only written at that time to defend yourself against the British invasion back in the 1700s. But now we we turn into this thing like you have to have like 17 guns and a fucking fucking special forces knight and and, and just like be able to like defend yourself against. Well, I want to address Justin's point about guns because (laughs) there's a variety of different types of guns. So you can have handguns shotguns hunting rifles like more military sniper rifles or you could have semi-automatic semi-automatic guns or automatic guns so what level are you going to set the guns at what about these guns um what ones (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't even fit in the suit this suit hasn't fit you in three years So, so no, so gun manufacturers don't measure calibers that small so oh wow um Let's let's back up a little bit. So we got this this array of guns that you're talking about. Right. So what level of guns are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about it's free for all? You can buy whatever gun you want. Well, I think that's the argument. That's the argument in the line of the Constitution that says man has a right to bear arms. Again, it's been in okay. So let me let me tell you a story, and this is true. Um, it was either a year or I think it was a year ago, about a year and a half ago there was a mass shooting in Ohio where a guy had an assault rifle 
we're gonna, for for our purposes, if I say AR-15, it just means any semi-automatic automatic long barrel assault rifle, usually in like a two two three or five point five six caliber. Wow. And he, it was in kind of one of the areas of the city where, like, on a weekend, they might shut down a couple blocks so that people can go from bar to bar without having to worry about traffic, right? So there's a lot of people there. There's also a pretty substantial police presence to just kind of make sure that everything going smooth, right? So this guy goes to this area has an AR-15 and decides decides to start shooting people. So he opens fire. Now, uh, first of all, I'm going to put this to the peanut I, gallery. I'm How long do you think it took? Before huh? Well, he'd already decided, but like he decided, he decided to do it, and then he decided to actually act on it. But whatever the case is, yeah. he, gets to the, he gets to this area where there's a lot of people all just going out drinking, having a good time, and opens fire. Now, I want, I want to ask you guys, how long did it take for the police to respond to this guy and neutralize him? So is he what, black or is he white? What, Doesn't matter. How long did it matter? take for the police to stop him from being able to shoot people? Where, where, where was this? Ohio? Yes, Ohio. I yeah. believe Cleveland or Cincinnati. I think I've heard about this. When okay, did, but no, the question is how long did it take the police to respond to him? I'm, I'm going to guess. This is, in a, this is in an area that was shut down, right? So let's say I'm going to say an hour and a half. No, I'm going to say a minute and a half. Because think about where we were in Florida. Unless you got the roller well, skating. We got in trouble for jaywalking. Yeah, we got in trouble for jaywalking. This is a, a place that supposedly is going to have police on every other corner. Supposedly. I mean, I don't know Ohio. I don't know the landscape of Ohio. My but just imagine, like, we've all been to one of these where they shut a couple city blocks down so that, like, it's a bar district and you can walk around. The cars aren't allowed to park or drive through there. And it's There's just... usually a lot of police. Yes. Yes, there are. So, so how long say, did it take the police to respond? I'm going to say within 90 seconds. But that's a lot of dead people, by the way. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Adam, Andres, what are your guesses? Right. Five minutes. Uh, let's say three. Oh, okay. I got a better. I got a better case of the situation. So okay. So Justin's the closest. It was somewhere between thirty and forty-five seconds. That was. I mean, that was. How my many guess. people died in that amount of time? So Either nine or eleven. It was somewhere in that range. So in thirty to forty seconds, this guy was able to kill nine to eleven innocent people. The police responded in thirty to forty-five seconds. So. I don't think that it's realistic for us to say that the police should have responded any faster. The police did their job and they did it very quickly. But because he had a weapon that was designed specifically to fire a lot of it of high powered deadly ammunition quickly, he was able to wipe out a whole bunch of people and you can't fault the police response. No, but I think, I think if more people had guns, only seven or eight would have died. Okay. But if he had had a less powerful weapon that couldn't fire as fast, and had less powerful bullets, then the response time would actually matter a lot more. But what if we no? The response time wouldn't matter at all. Like the response time, it's if we reduce the age to own weapons, then it's more likely that some of the youngsters could have had some weapons, and it would have been even less. Maybe only three or four people would have. No, I think they would be allowed to be being charged. So you're going to trust an eight-year-old's aim? Well, I think I think if they learn at a young age. And, and maybe pass right. some tests. This is my case for saying that maybe not all guns should be available to all people because, yeah. like, uh, no, when no, it comes to being able to defend yourself. But you know what I realized? I talked I talked to a few people about this just to kind of get a better sense of like how people get a hold of guns that shouldn't. And a lot of times, what has happened 
is that somebody who could pass a background check is buying guns from other people. In the Straw market. purchases. Yes. But, but let's, and that's, that is a huge fucking problem, and it's not changing. And, it's and no one market. talks about it. But it could be changed. changed. But, that's, it could, but that's what's happening but, all the time. It's not about better or stronger background checks. They work. It's just the fact that we there's a black market that's so unregulated. Yeah, no one in the media so or most of these mass shootings, the guns are purchased legally with people that went through background checks. And on a, but, but on a serious note, I, I, I don't think obviously we should put guns in more hands, and I don't think so. We need to really figure out. It looks like there's no getting around the Second Amendment that people should have guns. A big fear that I have for outlawing certain types of guns is that. Um, you know, I, I think that people should be able to fight. This sounds bad. Theoretically, people should be able to fight against their government. You know, so if the government, try, you know, becomes a militarized government and tries to take over and we turn into a dictatorship or who the hell knows what's going to happen after this election, <clears throat> that, that there's a certain element of the Second Amendment that makes sense. That the people should you know, be able to protect themselves from the government. Which That's utterly unrealistic. I, but yeah, but, but, but I agree I'm you. thinking that, you know, in the, in the theory is there, some of the Second Amendment might have been based on that. It was, but that was back at a time where, like, the government and the people all had the same kind of guns. That, and the thing I, is, I, the I, government, I it doesn't matter what you allow citizens to have. The government's going to have soldiers who are trained to do one thing with weapons that are way better. A lot better than you. Sure. And they're but, also going to have bombs and other crap that beat your guns. Exactly. So, but my but that argument, I, that, I think, I, I don't think that argument you can really use. I don't know how far you can carry it, but just like you said, part of it, the Second Amendment initially was to cover that aspect of it. Right. So, but now we're dropping that because it's well, unrealistic. If we want to accept the Second Amendment in, in its kind of more accepted form right now, which is that everyone has the right to own a gun to either defend themselves in their home or if they want to hunt. I, I think that you can make, there are a lot of reasonable compromises that you can make while still operating within that framework. So if you ask people who are very well-spoken about guns, you ask, what's the best weapon for home defense? You know what their answer is going to be? Sure. That's correct. Because you don't have to worry about aim because of the spread. Right. It's powerful. And the other thing that's really important, I think I heard it from Adam, is the bullets are not going to overpenetrate a wall. That's not what he says. That's not what he says. <laughs> oh. I said it's well, close range. Oh, well, it's close range, but also, like, if you've got a high-powered rifle and you fire it at somebody and you miss, that bullet's going to go through, like, drywall, that'll go through five or six loads of drywall and still not, and still have uh, enough power to kill somebody on the other side. So you're going to have a lot of overpenetration, whereas a shotgun's not going to overpenetrate a wall. So if you miss, you don't have to worry about endangering other people that shouldn't have been shot. And you've got more range, uh, more range to miss because of the spread and everything. So shotguns are by far the best weapon for home okay, defense. But now what we need to talk about, though, is what, what's an accepted use for guns? Because, I, because we've, out, we've decided that we're not fight, fighting back against the government. Otherwise, then you have to allow the people to have atomic weapons. Well, but that would, right. yeah, let, let's go there. So, but that's what I'm saying, is there's a cutoff. Right. Where we so, establish that is, and I think we base it off of what's a legally accepted use of guns. 
Well, and I, I already kind of positive. If it's not, if it's not, if it's not, you know, killing uh, sixty people in four minutes, right? So then you're wiping automatic weapons off of the off of the table. Right. So what are the except? What what I think the vast majority of people in society would agree that the accepted uses for guns are for hunting and for self defense, and yeah. so. Pistols are an okay alternative for self-defense for, because you can, they're, they're, they're less likely to overpenetrate than a rifle. They're, they're small and easy to maneuver, and they're easy to operate. They're light, and you can, you can get a couple rounds off pretty quickly. You can use hollow-point bullets, which are going to have more stopping power than like a full metal jacket, high-caliber rifle would, because those are, again, going to overpenetrate. So pistols, you can make an argument that pistols are, are that have a legitimate purpose. And then for hunting rifles, you don't need something that shoots at a high rate of fire. If you're hunting, like you generally, the, a good hunter will tell you, you should be firing once. Well, if there's a field full of uh, birds, you know, I think an automatic weapon would, would really help you achieve your goal there. All right, so this oh, is where we're going. I'm in just for the record. Yeah, I'm just I'm intentionally taking things right. in into an unrealistic place. Just the to, the, just the to only see if there's any way to actually make that argument. The it's, only it's, argument I've heard in favor of assault rifles. So if you uh, and so I don't know how big hunting is in New York City. I'm guessing not too big, but down here in South Carolina, it's really popular. And so I've asked a number of people that I know, either through professional or personal relationships, who hunt. I say, how good is an assault rifle for hunting? And they say, it's not very good. And the reason for that is that an assault rifle's bullets are pretty small caliber. So a 223 is going to be a slightly heavier and longer bullet than a 22 long rifle, which is a pistol, which if you've ever shot a 22, there's virtually no recoil. They're not particularly powerful bullets. You can still kill somebody with one, but in terms of taking down an animal, nobody in their right mind is going to be hunting with a 22. Now, a 223 bullet is a much bigger bullet, but it's designed primarily for war. It's going to have a long range, a really high velocity. It's a small, sharp bullet that overpenetrates, and also it's designed to have relatively low recoil because they were designed for things like M16s, which are fired fully automatic. So you don't want a really heavy, powerful bullet because then the recoil is not going to be controllable if you're at war. So, but if you're trying to take down an animal, one, two, two, three bullet, unless you hit it exactly where you need to, it's going to overpenetrate and not kill the animal. Now the animal is going to be running away wounded. And hunters will tell you the whole idea of hunting is not to make the animal suffer. You want the like when you shoot the animal, it you want it to die as quickly as possible and not run away because you don't want to be chasing a wounded animal for three miles through the woods. No, but it also you don't want to make the animal suffer like that either. Right, hunters all will agree with that. Uh, If they don't agree with that, they shouldn't be hunting. Where are we making a case for automatic weapons? The only there's only one case I can think of, which is so in certain parts of the South. And South Carolina definitely applies, but it's probably the biggest area is Texas. You have feral boars, these wild boars that are, one, really intelligent. They multiply quickly. They're really dangerous. They've got tusks. They're fast. They're strong. They're heavy. And they do tremendous damage to property and crops. And they travel in packs. So if you're trying to take them out, because population control on wild boars is a big issue. 
and so hunting wild boars and i'm serious with this there's there's places in texas where like people will go up in helicopters with fully automatic ars and just kind of like find these i'm seriously you look 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 through the videos it's insane but like they'll go up in helicopters and they'll be up in the helicopters just taking fully automatic shots at these packs of wild boars and they're not trying to hunt them they're trying to just knock down the population and so if you're on the ground and you fire off a round at a wild boar and it charges you and there's seven or 40 of them that's a case where you might want to have an automatic weapon okay, but that's, that's, I, I, i'm gonna throw still, this i got we, we got we got right here i just want to see this <laughs> um yeah sorry James, you can hear this, right? I can hear it. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not making any of this up. Oh my God! You completely forget about any fears that you have whatsoever. Now you're focusing on the pigs. When you get up there, you think that you as a shooter, but so here he's like he's got four or five different eyes. I mean, he's got, he, he looks in there, you see the hog, you see the coyote, he's got, got his eyes on the instruments and his hands are always busy and stuff, but this guy hits a machine. I mean, that's, that's why they call him. That's a merciful surprise. And he's laughing. the sweetest pack. This is what you shoot like Al Qaeda with. Oh, he's so, you know, you get pretty good on the hog. I mean, the hog pretty bad. So, but I got a question for you. Oh if I, if before watching this video, if I had to like describe the guy that's up there in the helicopter. Elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, you know, we're like, we ain't got no hogs here. <laughs> I, I don't know, rural, rural Louisiana. <laughs> How you get up here? How does this guy afford a helicopter? Yeah, but, do this, well, though, maybe right? it's a government thing. But he, uh, this would have been the guy I described to you. Um, but he's, but he's, but he's up there. He's shooting the, he's shooting the hogs. Okay, so you got a good one. I like that. This, this is a really good application. For That's the only life. one that I can come up with. <laughs> so, guys, wow. if you're watching live, I, I, somebody's got to make a case. Four automatic weapons. I just did. Someone else. I need another case. Else, so I, 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 I just, you're the first person that's ever done that and shown something like that to me where I'm, I'm, I'm like, actually, I can understand it. But I can't understand, like, trying to go shoot a deer with a semi-automatic No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. Shooting a deer, bullets. you're going to either use a slug round in, in a shotgun or you're right. going to use, like, a high-caliber rifle round, like a thirty oh six. Exactly. Um, and you're going to take one shot and your aim better be good. Exactly. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. That and so I, I know some people like in South Carolina that will, that will hunt, um, these feral hogs. And so they'll have a hunting rifle, just like we described for deer or whatever. But what they'll right. also have is they'll have like a high caliber revolver. So that way, wow. so that way if they, if like they hit it and it gets angry and charges them, they'll have like a 45 caliber, like large caliber revolver to defend themselves that's self-defense though that, that's but right right but yeah. the point is you even those guys don't need an automatic weapon like the only case that i can come up with is the one that we've already proposed so so <laughs> let me ask that let me ask the political question then. that's obviously uh, like dancing around the issue here how does everybody feel about an assault weapons ban? 
I've made the, the case for it. What about the hogs? All right. Fuck the hogs. You can, you can have deer look, because listen, I get the fact that we have an overpopulation of deer, especially in New York State. We have an overpopulation of foxes in certain areas or wild boar. Whatever it may be, I get that. That's a that's a that's a problem for the government to deal with. I'm talking on an individual person to person issue. Well, you could even what have extremely special licenses about? that are but issued for bills, sets of guns. This is a bill that's been trying to be passed for 15 well, years, has a, and this is all of our lifetime. So James has that. a good point. Yeah. Like you can, you can issue special types of licenses. So let's say that you need to do the population control on these wild boar, and you actually have a legitimate need for an automatic weapon. You can go ahead and apply for that license and be like, yeah, this is my job. This is what I do. But for the average person, even if you want to defend yourself in your home or whatever, not relevant. So – there's always carve-outs that you can make to apply specially for certain things. It works the same way with a silencer, with a suppressor on a weapon. They're not illegal, but you have to go through extra steps to get one. So most people don't have them because there's a lot of work that goes into it. But so you can still get them. Silencers huh? are almost next to impossible to get in most states. Um, South Carolina, they're, they're relatively easy to get, but you have there's a lot of expense and there's a lot of paperwork that goes into it. It sure. like. If I wanted to get one, I could. I I know the people to talk to, and I could I could make the application tomorrow if I wanted and, to. And why Why are we needing a silencer? Why um, I've, well, so here I, again, since you guys don't deal with guns anywhere near as much as I do, um, so for hunting, they're actually really useful because, like, hunting rifles are loud. An unsuppressed hunting rifle is really really loud, and so if you're hunting and you have to wear ear protection to protect your hearing because the gun, here's your ear, here's the gun. Like, so you're wearing ear protection when you're hunting, which means that you're not able to listen as well to just your surroundings. I think we can all understand why that would be important for hunting. Um, so if you have a suppressed hunting rifle, it's not going to be silent like in the movies. It, like, it's still going to be relatively loud, but it's the difference between being able to forego hearing protection or not. So it's less gear that you have to do. It's less risk to your health, less risk to your hearing. And it, it allows you to hunt without also, like, it's just, le it, you're also less likely to scare off other animals. Sure. Okay. But that I, makes I, sense. But, I, can, I can understand that. So there's when, the I of, when I think of silencers, I don't think of a right James Bond. I think right, but, of a handgun silencer. And let's make a case for that. Okay, so here's the thing. The silencers that you hear in the movies, that's not what silencers in real life sound like. Well, but that's what they sound like in the movies. Okay, well, you know what, you know what else you could do in the movies? Special effects. I don't know. Um, but, well, uh, kind of movies. But, you know, if, if, <laughs> if I live in South Carolina, drive around in a pickup truck, and want to wear a tuxedo and, and shoot people with my handgun, in order to make a silencer as quiet as it is in the movies, mm -hmm. the first thing you're going to need is you need, you're going to need a pistol with subsonic rounds because a silencer, th th there's two, two noises that come from a gun. The first is going to be from the gases expanding as the bullet comes out. As the bullet comes out of the barrel, the gases expand. That creates noise. That's the explosion. That's a pop. The, the other sound that happens is if the bullet's traveling above the speed of sound, there's a sonic boom that the bullet creates. So if you have a silencer, it's only going to be able to deal with the sound of the expanding gas, where the silencer gives extra room for the gas to expand and 
expand more slowly and it, it reduces the sound of the expanding gas. If the bullet is still supersonic, there's gonna be a sonic boom from the bullet and it's still gonna be pretty loud. Now, if you have subsonic rounds and you can mitigate the sound of the expanding gas down to almost nothing and the bullet's not creating a sonic boom, now you can get into territory where the gun is actually scary quiet. But hunting rifles aren't going to be able to do that. You're not going to want to hunt with subsonic rounds because they have very limited, limited range. Even, even rifles that are designed to have, um, that shoot subsonic rounds have a maximum range of about two to 300 yards. And at that range, you have to deal with significant bullet drop. So there's we're going to need you to throw some of this, some of these, we'll, we'll demo you. If you could grab some of this stuff at uh, the local Walmart sporting good uh, department. We would love some sound. Just throw, throw it in a FedEx, pat it um, and just. <laughs> one of my clients, one of my clients is a, is a gun range in Charleston. Okay. It's so, not the one on, uh, that we went to, was it? It's not. It's a very similar business concept, but I, I can't say which client, which, which gun shop is in Charleston for yeah, private series. Yeah. But I, one of the gun ranges in Charleston is one of my clients that I work with monthly. So I see, I see their sales reports. I see all this kind of stuff. But yeah, so subsonic rounds are not really practical for hunting. And if you're defending yourself, you don't really care how loud it is because you know what? Great, I'm defending myself. I want it to be loud. Yeah, sound is better. Hey, James, can I ask you a question? Uh, with everything going on with the election and everything else, have you seen their sales reports go up for the past three months? So, yes, for this client, um, so March is kind of the inflection point for when COVID really started making an impact in the United States. I think we can all agree on that. I agree. So March, so yeah, March was their best sales month ever. And it was like, so this place had been operating at a loss for a while. And then it's kind of really been since March that they have really wow. turned it around. That's, now, that's, it's, that's it's kind of, wild. it's regressed a little bit, but they're still profitable. But like March, April, and part of May was probably the busiest period of time that this range ha had ever seen. That's so interesting because I've heard a lot that since a lot of people that weren't really into guns, uh, and I even heard this on another podcast, shout out to Joe Rogan. But uh, What was that podcast Rogan, called, Adam? Uh, so my point that I'm saying is, uh, well, listen, you know, if anyone wants to give us a shout out too, we'd all appreciate that. I don't think we would. But uh, I heard from, he, from what he was saying that a lot of people that are super against guns, because there are people that have their own moral issues about having guns or owning guns or whatnot. Or just totally Everybody is allowed to have their own perspective. But that being said, a lot of those people when COVID hit and when things went on a lockdown, a lot of people changed their minds about owning a gun and having safety. And I totally understand that because us three lived in New York City during a time where I saw maybe four or five people on a street like Broadway every day for two months and I don't like know, i don't know what you mean by that like we didn't see anybody we didn't see anyone i saw two or three people there, there, the it, was, it was not many people on, yeah. a, on a daily basis in new york city there. in new york city and that's really scary and then when they're right. riding oh, hold on, let, let me explain all right in new york city when there's not a lot of people out there if you're on a busy block you're safer than when you're on a block and there's not many people that's that's where adam's going with that when there's two or three people on a block you know a block long 
it's easier for somebody to take advantage of you because there's not as many eyes on, on what's going on. Sure. That, and, and I, I just to provide you. some context to what you're saying. I appreciate that. Thank you. So what I was saying though, is that I truly see where a lot of those people are coming from. Now for myself, I've never been against guns or for guns. I'm kind of indifferent about a lot of it, but like I get the perspective on both sides. Like, Owning a gun, especially if you're in a rural area, like having a gun for yourself for safety. What if you're like 30 minutes away from the nearest fire department or police station? You live in a rural area like Wyoming or Idaho. Like owning a gun makes total sense. We can wait 30 minutes for the cop to show up because you're so far away and like a right. So I think that land. Like, I think to your point, that's where some of the people that are ardently against guns lose the narrative is yeah. that there are some people that it very much makes sense to own guns. And that's why I don't think any of us have been making the case for the complete abolition. But I think we can all agree that there's probably some common sense changes that could be made that would increase safety overall. Yeah, like semi-automatic weapons shouldn't be allowed. Automatic or semi-automatic weapons. Or like well, you could have a semi-automatic handgun. Whatever it is that killed. Well, we can all get on board about the rocket launcher, though, right? Like, we don't need a rocket launcher. Yo, flamethrower, flamethrowers are legal in most states. I know, but we don't need a rocket launcher or a flamethrower. Like, what? what Yo, a flamethrower would be pretty, pretty up. awesome. Someone comes into your house. It's awesome. all right. It's awesome <laughs> on Halo and Call of Duty, but right. let's be real. Well, in reality, you shoot a rocket launcher at somebody, you're gonna blow up someone's house. No, no, a rocket launcher or is too much with a flamethrower. I mean, imagine if someone tries to invade your house and you get a flamethrower. Yeah, well, I'm going to probably put my own house in. Place. So, uh, <laughs> James, you lost your audio. Something's up. Protection or not? We can't hear you too well. Your audio went out a little bit. Then. Oh, well. Um, yeah, Maybe the issue. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't turn it on mute, but sometimes the switch gets a little No, weird. we still can't hear you too well. You're, you're, uh, is that better uh, now? Our volume's up. Nope. Um, yeah, so that's a good point. And, and uh, Daisy just said you have to defend yourself when you're 45 minutes from town. Basically, 45 minutes from uh, from the police are 45 minutes from you. Right, we're all agreeing uh, with that. We still can't hear you, James. Fuck. So, it's... Uh, we're getting a little feedback. That's, that's better. It's louder than you're speaking. Um, but I think, uh, are we good now? No, nope. like a whisper. I won't be cutting this out of the post produced. That's fine. Um, <laughs> maybe, <clears throat> maybe just play with it a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Hold on. But, um, you know, I always would argue that all right, world, you're good. I always would argue that all right, I don't know what's going on. Whatever, we're good now. It'd be a safer place. If there were less guns, and then somebody will make the argument that there are guns, and what about your security? And I think that's really kind of selfish, but smart and responsible. Well, also think about it like this, because this is something that that also gets lost. Is imagine from two perspectives. If you all right, so let's start from the policeman's perspective. There's a shooting, and you show up to it as the policeman to help out and probably kill the person who just started shooting, right? Yeah. So what happens if there's other people there with guns 
that are also trying to help. Yeah. But they have their guns out. Yeah. And they're trying to find the person who started the shooting. You as the policeman show up. And now we don't know anything. We talk about the police. The police show right. up. They don't know what's going on. Right? right. So you don't know who you're supposed. Who's the good guy and who's the bad guy? Because they're all going to be dressed like just normal people. So how do you know the people that have the guns out that are trying to help versus the person or persons that have the guns out that aren't trying to help? How, as a police officer, do you make that decision? And the answer is, I don't know. Yeah, but well, if you're at the risk of you shooting somebody who shouldn't have been shot because they had a gun out and you couldn't tell whether or not they were helping. Well, I want to say to that, like, look at the current problem with police training or their lack of, which is why we shouldn't be defunding the police. We should be funding them more to make sure they have actual proper training. Separate discussion. Separate discussion. Hang on, let me, let me just finish, because then I, I have a connecting point to this. Most cops in New York City, and this comes directly from a captain in New York City, in Manhattan, most cops are taught to shoot for the chest. So they don't, they're not looking for that kind of identity on when you have multiple people holding guns. Right, they're but it doesn't matter. Like, the, the wrong person might get shot in the chest. A moment of... of where they need to defend themselves and other people. So, but, uh, Max, no, Max, James, Max, Max, that's my point. Max, do you, uh, Max, you own a gun out there in Colorado, in the suburbs? Hopefully, hopefully he'll, he'll give us an answer. Sorry, James, sorry to interrupt. But, Adam wants to give more money to the police, and, and what are your we're, thoughts? We're, we're not addressing those points, because I don't think it, it's not a matter of training. It's that it doesn't matter how well you are trained, it's if multiple people have their guns out, it's impossible for you to tell who's helping and who's the problem. I agree. And there's, yeah. no, I mean, yeah, you can, but you got to sit there and wait. And right. Watch. That takes time and to third, evaluate. It takes time. And, and sometimes, as really we talked about, fast. the difference of 30 seconds can mean the difference of 10 people's lives. Yeah, right. I agree. But that, uh, that was my point of the training factor that, they're just going to wind up creating more chaos than solutions. Right. That's well, why that? I'm saying more people having guns doesn't necessarily help. And also, again, if like, let's assume that the police are trained well for this argument. So if you've got random people that have guns that are trying to hand a, handle a situation, most of them aren't going to have the training. So they might not handle themselves the way a trained policeman would. And we can argue about whether or not police have the, the right training or not. That's another topic for a separate discussion. Let's just assume that the police are trained well and doing their job well. They're going to do their job better yeah, than your average person who went through a one-day class to get into a situation. Well, that makes sense. That. that makes sense. Right. So I would say less people having guns out in public is going to cause less problems in general. Also, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a situation where there was a fight or anything else, and then somebody pulls a gun. Yeah, it wasn't the Bronx once. Right. So whenever that happens, it immediately escalates the situation. It doesn't calm things down. I, uh, I can only imagine. I, I, so, I once had a gun pointed at me, and I did not know if I would survive. And if I had a gun on me, I would I No. I, oh, 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 I would man. have I would have fired the first shot. James, we talked about this in a previous podcast, right? One of them. We but, about sexual harassment. Yeah. But my whole point is that while I understand the argument that if everybody has a gun, there would be less there would be less violence, I think that 
that is way too optimistic a viewing and more realistically it, it, it complicates matters much more and especially in the society that we're living now if you have a gun and you have a kid that is like completely you know reckless especially kids starting from the age of 15 to 25 they haven't developed their their emotions are not well developed and i don't think that they that they can control the cell the same way that we can control ourselves so they might have a they might be able to grab a gun from their parents and just go out there and be like fuck it i had a horrible day i'm just gonna go kill people left and right that, that's yeah but actually happens and if there's more people with guns in their hands more chaos is going to be made so oh, to, to the credit I mean. of everybody that i've met in south carolina that owns guns they've been responsible with it where they don't if they have guns in the house they're locked up in a place where the kids can't get to and i like that's just part of like but, but, the but, basic rules of gun ownership but you were you, also a teenager at yeah. one point if my parents had a gun hidden in the house one i would know every aspect I would probably like. I would know where the key was. I would yeah. know where the right. But if it's in a locked safe, that makes sense. Yeah. Though. If, it's a, if it's if it's either a combination safe or a biometric safe, then the kids aren't going to be able to get into it. But I can get my dad drunk and get the gun. I'd be like, "Hey, dad, let's go drinking." Look, you can come up with you can come up with a workaround for any situation if you. But I'm just saying, I'm saying that teenagers and middle schoolers, high schoolers and middle schoolers especially, yeah, are going to be way more apt at breaking in and getting these things again you can Let's come up with a workaround for any situation if you want yeah but i'm saying it's very likely i mean just think about the liquor that we used to drink and yeah it was in an unlocked cabinet when we were sure but and there was no there was no lock on the on the lids we also lit like portions of acres on fire in my backyard and driveway. right because it was legal for us to buy gasoline Sure, we didn't buy gasoline. We 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 Stop. found gasoline. <laughs> and okay, it but was it was it locked up? Was it secured? Uh, there was there was one time. I, I, I'm not. I'm pretty sure you were there for this. But it was one. I was probably a couple times. There was one time accidentally. Once we realized it wasn't really a big issue, we did it again and again. But we, we would go down to the garage, <laughs> our lawnmower, gas tanks in the garage. We'd go down and we would fill Gatorade bottles with gas. And then we go back in the backyard. We like light army guys and shit on fire and stuff. So one time, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Yo, it was fun. So and we I mean, lit a tennis ball on fire once. Yo, remember when we lit the tennis ball on fire? Then we hit it. Well, hang on, I'll get. We'll play tennis in a second. But uh, but we were like lighting shit on fire on the table, and then all of a sudden, the gasoline container went all. The whole wooden picnic table went. And this was during a drought. No, <laughs> no way. it was. It was. Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah we. Oh God. Uh, yeah, yeah. We also soaked a tennis ball in was. gasoline. She had no idea. She had no idea. So yeah, we we used to have a, a tennis net across a big driveway, a ten tennis net across the driveway, and we would soak the tennis balls in fire in gasoline, gasoline and then light them on fire, and then play tennis. Used to light light your arm on fire and then oh. put gasoline on your arm and then and, I mean, I singe all the hair but you guys didn't have a childhood yeah <laughs> not like that no i usually try not to light myself on fire i did like the normal like we like lifestyle. we wrote like in 40 and fucking at fucking 12 years old like you know that normal shit like with like humans do 
we're just like a normal, like I light myself on fire. Yeah, we would write like, like who, who does that? We would write who, messages in gasoline. We yeah. write messages in gasoline like 40 feet long. No, I pissed in a up. snow stream. That's what I did to write my name, man. I didn't, I didn't fucking like, let me light my fucking half my body on fire and be like, dude, that was so cool, man. Well, that's, yeah. that's that's fucked up. Like you know, we grew maybe, up, we didn't even get to see some. Like I just used to drink and black out and pass out. That was my childhood. Yeah, was it. We I wasn't that far. Look, we had to figure out fun things to do. It wasn't like, hey, your parents, your parents didn't bring you four hundred dollars worth of clothes and say, try these on for the next few days. I remember we your poured gasoline. Like, doors locked. Stay outside. Do you remember oh, when yeah, we poured gasoline down the anthill and then it caused an explosion about ten feet away? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I also sunk a boat, too. Like, I sunk a little sailboat in the middle of the bay that my dad gave me as, like, a, like to teach myself how to sail. So I Did learned. you light it on fire? No, but I, I learned how to sail, and I've been sailing since I was a little kid. But to have fun, well. I was sailing, and it was windy, and then I would, like, throw the boat over and flip it over for fun, but it went up sinking. And then we all, me and three other friends, got stranded in the middle of the bay for like three hours in the water. That was great at football. I had nothing to hang. I had no life jacket. I was hanging on the keel uh, <laughs> so, for two hours. So to answer Byron, who was asking about Bud Light Line, Byron, I would pass on the Bud Light Line. I would get a better beer. I would recommend Bud, Bud Ice. Ice. is not what it's about, man. Bud Ice. Um, so and let's. Byron, I miss you, so, buddy. Opal as well. So we we digress a little bit here. It's gonna get back on track. About the guns. I think. Well, shooting people is really the the, the, <laughs> the greater topic here because because sure. nobody's worried about guns when it comes to wild boars. Nobody's <laughs> worried about guns when it comes to target practice. People are worried about guns when it comes to getting shot. Wait, can I just ask one simple question? That may be a simple to ask this question, but James. Do people eat wild boar down in South Carolina? Is it I'm sure some edible? people do. Is it edible? Is, is, is yeah, wild, is it, is is wild it like boar edible? I feel like it's going to be so gamey, right? Yeah, it would be a really lean meat because the pork that you get in a store or whatever is going to be farm-raised or whatever, and it's going to have be fed to be, uh, first of all, they're not going to be getting too much exercise. So it's going to be a really fatty meat compared to wild boar. Wild boar is extremely lean and, um, yeah, probably gamey would be a, a good description for it i've never had it but um i don't think that it's really considered to be like a game animal like you would deer where people eat deer all the time but wild boar the reason why people hunt it is because they're really bad pests okay. i mean i i only wanted to know because so, we've been talking about it for so, so but I, I mean i i i don't think we've come up with much of a good justification for automatic weapons no, I, I, because I there think, isn't one. But I don't, I don't, they, yeah, exactly. I agree with James. Like, there so. isn't an actual real case to have. Right. So I don't think we've come up. And we've tried. I mean, I've tried. Um, there just isn't one. But I don't think you have a really good case for weapons of mass destruction when it comes to individuals. I don't mean talking atomic weapons, but I mean on, on like a, a regular person level mass destruction being assault rifles don't serve any legitimate purpose because they're not good for self-defense they're not good for hunting what are they good Uh, at they're good for mass shootings uh, yeah and zombies so and given (laughs) yeah give coronavirus a little bit more time just wait until like three months from now we hear about all these people that died in china coming back out of the grave 
That would be so awesome, man. That would be a great no, novel. No, no, the people that, that got that, uh, that their vaccine, there's a vaccine that was developed and now it's been tested in Russia. In Russia. Yeah. Yeah, so zero, one of those two things. Zero, zero data. Zero yeah. data on any of them. Yeah, but it just wait for 2020 to do its work. and like killing maybe, the people that aren't taking the vaccine well. So the numbers are so baked. They're like, yeah, yeah but everyone's well, The point is, with the exception of wild boars, zombies, or if you want to go and, like, do a mass shooting, then, like, you don't really need an automatic weapon. Uh, these are the conversations. But how else, how else, how else, like, what's the best solution to avoid more mass shootings ban right. assault weapons for one ban on assault weapons assault weapons automatic yeah. automatic weapons Look at Las or, or or the semi automatic automatic long rifles say what? that again james ban, ban the semi automatic long rifles so the things like ar15s and their corollaries yep they're analogs there's no there's you don't need those do they make automatic crossbows? Extended magazines. Do they make semi-automatic crossbows, or is that not a thing? No, uh, they might, but you know what? That's like, no, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They, they, oh, no, I mean, no, reality, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we need to worry about the crossbow user. <laughs> I understand that, but but that's what I'm getting at. Is like you can slow people. To, how fast do you, do you? What application are are you needing to shoot that fast? Wild boars is the only one I can come up with. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, livers, can you guys think of any application for shooting rapidly, that, that, that rapidly? Uh, because my only, my only thing is fighting back against the government. That's, but that's a lost cause. That. Like, I, I also feel like we are at a, at a point of civil war. Just to get like, yeah, but even know, then, like, the government's going to win. Of course they're going to win, but I also feel like a lot of people are super fed up with the way the whole country is run, and coronavirus really exposed all of that. To a sure, point where but, it ripped open a scab and, a, and, a, and stitches, man. Like, people are yeah, so but firing firing bullets at the government isn't going to get you anywhere. No, but if everybody tried to overthrow the government, that's 360 million people versus a full well, I mean, the best 538 members of Congress. Like, But that's not what's going to happen. Not gonna they, they, have, they have the army. They have the National Guard. They, they have, have the, the army, officers. yes, but the but, army is also an American person. Yeah, but also remember, <laughs> not run. you don't have all they're 330 million people on this. Like remember, you don't have all 330 million people on board here. You've got, like, at best, you'd probably be able to do 60-40, where 60% wants to overthrow the government, the other 40 is on board. So it's really 60-40, and the 40% has the government on their side. So good luck. Agreed. I'm not. I don't, I'm not I, I don't think you're ever going to get more than, like, 2% on, on, on any of I, I'm saying, even optimistically, you get all 60% of the country that's fed up or whatever, they're still fighting 40% of the country that also has guns, plus the government that has better guns. You know, you are such an optimist, James, in your World War Three, <laughs> your Civil War II, uh <laughs> What I'm saying is don't even try it. Like, I come up with a better way. Trust me, I'm not I, that's why my candidate's giant meteor. Uh, giant medium? Meteor. Oh, meteor. Ah, cool. Uh, Here, get that bumper sticker. All right. So uh, I just I want to do, because we're late on this, and that's my bad. Um, everybody here has already been uh, a part of SIP Talk. So I appreciate all you guys. It's nice to have all you guys in one place. 
We have James Boswell. I don't know what screen you're looking at. In our, in our vision, he's right here. James the Bosnator Boswell, accountant extraordinaire, professional soccer referee, bartender, philosopher. Am I missing anything? Apparently gun expert. Apparently, yeah, no. I mean, like you use terms and phrases, talk about bullets and velocity and and aim of right, uh, semi-sound, uh, sonic, uh, sound I mean, you're, like, I don't mean, it's way over our head, so, and I prefer it be over my head than into my head, so that's, that's my preferred. Uh, we got Andreas with a tag leader. Uh, alcohol connoisseur. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, what are you drinking? BC. It has, uh, Antioxidants and vitamin C. I'm not going to believe that for a minute. It's alcohol, guys. Don't even Super buy it. Super basic. It's like, a, like, give me a break. It's glycol on surface. Yeah. And then you, we also have Adam, who's in the band, and he's a great musician. Although I haven't played <laughs> that was in two years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an inside, it's an inside joke, is Adam's last name is Sindaband. But someone read his name once as one word, and they just Adams in the bed. Adams, Adams in the bed, man. man. So uh, I don't Adam, know which one, but I'll I'll groove with either one. Adam Adam may not be much a musician except when his parents forced him to play piano. Uh, he does have, he does have a nice piano in his house. Um, I haven't played it in twenty years. But Byron, you're you're right. It's really tough to justify uh, automatic and semi-automatic weapons. Yeah. Is We're anybody flying hard? I'm I, I'm fighting back almost sarcastically because. Is anybody out there making an argument for it? What are the comments? I haven't. I haven't. Uh, the it's Columbia, hard. the Columbine High School massacre. Uh, That's not everything. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's not how everything started, but. but that was the most. That, that was the, the the most famous one uh, early on. I mean, I was in Ecuador when I heard about it, and you know, it was. I, I think I had to do a paper on it uh, as well. That was 1999. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I had to do a paper when I was back in. Uh, well, so the the weapons that the Columbine shooters had were were Tech Nine pistols, which are nine millimeter. Which is. So. No, semi-automatic pistols, but they can still be like probably a twenty, maybe even a thirty-round extended magazine, and. Um. 20 round would probably be normal, but they probably had, they might have had extended magazines. I'd have to do the research. Not that I really want to look it up because it's just depressing. But um, even with the 20 round magazine, it, it takes you a trained, a trained shooter, someone who's practiced can change a magazine in a second and a half or, or faster. And then you've got 20 more bullets. Um, and you could, those ones are going to fire pretty much as fast as you can pull the trigger. It's just a nine millimeter round is going to have, Different properties at a five five six. Um, Dan Dan Morgan, my friend from ABC, he'd like to know. James has got a question for you for self defense, and I had to read this question a few times because I didn't even understand what he was saying. I think I got but it. I believe I believe you will. I read I read the question three times, but he said for self defense, bird shot, buckshot, buckshot, or bird shot, bird shot, buckshot. Um, you're going to want to go with buckshot is probably more of a term for like, so birdshot is going to be uh, a finer gauge, smaller pellets, because if you use buckshot on a bird, like a duck or whatever, you're, you're just going to have feathers. You're gonna, yeah. 
you, you, you're not going to have much dropping out of the sky. Um, so if you like birdshot, birdshot, unless you get shot in the head or the heart, you're going to be probably okay. You're not going to no, feel great, like but you're going to survive. Shot, right? But birdshot so, is not penetrating. As, no, but that as, was like Dick Cheney's friend. Right. Birdshot in the back of that. In the side right. Of so, yeah, you're not going to feel great, but you're probably going to survive. So you definitely want to go with like buckshot. Like the, the standard is going to be like a 12 gauge because like in a 12 in gauge round in a shotgun shell, there's, I think, I don't know the number. I think it's somewhere between six and 10 like right. lead pellets that are in there. Right and each one of those pellets is going to have approximately the same energy as a nine millimeter bullet. Now they have a different uh, shape and they have different range and a different velocity, but they're, so if you've got buckshot or whatever, imagine that you're basically, if you hit your target, that's between six and 10, nine millimeter bullets all hitting their target. So buckshot will definitely do the job. And the nice thing about it is it doesn't over penetrate. So for, for self-defense, you're going to want just like a rel like a medium to short stock shotgun with 12 gauge. And again, it, it's going to have spread and yeah, there's going to be a crap load of recoil, but you're not going to care about a sore shoulder and you're not going to care about having to make the second shot because there's so much power from what's likely to be less than a 10 meter range. Hey James, can I ask you a question? Have you ever shot a shotgun before? No, I have not. I have shot a 22 LR out of a rifle and a pistol. And then I've shot, um, Nine millimeter, thirty-eight special, and three fifty-seven sig, and maybe ten millimeter. So I don't have a ton of experience, but I've got so many you friends out here. No experience. But yeah. it, it's it's funny because, um, and I talked about this on a previous podcast. But I went to a shooting range in New York City, and we took an hour-long course. I, there may have been a test involved. I don't remember. Don't hold me to that. But I know it was an hour-long class, and then you go to a range and you shoot a twenty-two. Which doesn't feel much different than a beam. Yeah, marginally more recoil, but but not yeah. On, yeah. Like you could shoot a you could shoot a twenty two and think that it was a BB gun. Yeah. So um, that, but an hour long course and you shoot a twenty two. Twenty two is a uh, it was you know I don't know one of these like a rifle. Yeah. It's, it's it's probably a twenty like a, a Ruger. So no, it was it was a I, I don't. Know. But you held it like this, it not, was a not, like, not like it was this, all right? You held it like this. So, so it's probably a 22 LR, but like in a, in a rifle, like a small rifle. That's what I'm thinking. A smaller too, rifle. That's, that's in my head. Uh, maybe, maybe about this one. Yeah, those are really great for training. And I, uh, I but, but, you know, I did this. It was a nice time. And then I went down to South Carolina, told James that I had done this. And he goes, oh, we can just go to the range. I'll bring you down there. We go to the range, and now we had to, like, fill out a form. We had to give them ID uh, in New York. Right. Give them ID. We had to fill out, like, a background check, references, things like that. I roll up with James. We pull up to the store, glass front store. We go inside. It's like in a shopping mini mall, like a mini mall in the suburbs. And uh, we go inside, and James talks to the guy. The guy goes, ID. So I put my ID on the counter. James is just getting – he's like, I'll let that one – and that one. And I had a membership at the time, so they knew me. The guy, <laughs> the guy puts all these guns in a basket, and James walks away. And I was like, waiting for the guy. I'm like, are we good? He goes, yeah. I said, but my ID. He goes, yeah, you, just, you can take it with you. Yeah, they gave you ear protection. They gave you the guns with the slides released, empty magazine and everything, and the bullets, like, separate in the basket. And so you just go, like, you give them the ID. They're like, all right, yeah, you're good. 
and then you just go to the range and you just load the magazine up, load it, release the slide, and then just start shooting at targets. Holy shit. But that was it. I mean, like, the was- first time I went, I went, I had never shot a gun before. And so they asked me, said, have you ever shot a gun before? I'm like, no. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, well, we've got a guy on the range. He'll, he'll walk you through it. And so, you know, they, they gave me the gun. They gave me the bullets. And they started me up with the 22. And then the guy at the range said, all right, cool, man. So here's some of the rules. Like, you always have the bullet, the, 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 the I'm sorry, the barrel pointed down range. So that way, if anything happens, it shoots that way, not here. And then he showed me just the, the me- mechanics of how you load the bullets in the magazine, how you put the magazine in the gun, how you release the slide, the, all the basics of how a gun works. And then just some of the basic mechanics of how you hold the gun, like the proper technique and everything. And the entire process from start to finish was five to ten minutes. And um, then – Yeah. I'm, why haven't we done this? Well, I'm really – I'm really you, know, you know what my favorite gun is? James, do you have a favorite gun? His favorite gun. Um, what type of gun are we talking like <laughs> well my my favorite's that orange and gray one that comes with the nintendo original yeah. nes for duck, duck hunt. hunt yeah for the duck hunt the gun. ns64 no Wait, you want i always liked that gun and it had a little bit of haptic uh feedback on that Mm, yeah just the, yeah there's a little clicky mechanism in the trigger no you want to ask me my favorite gun in terms of real guns i have to break it up in terms of like handgun submachine gun assault rifle and sniper rifle submachine well, gun. well i'm just i'm just curious you know if it's like a nice sunny sunday and you want you know to go shoot some stuffs yeah which um, is your gun for the pistol i love the um the fn 5.7 pistol because the the that the f the the manufacturer it's a belgian manufacturer fn okay and the pistol is called the 57 pistol 5.7 pistol um the 57 round is a pretty unique round to pistols oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and where most pistols kind of like most pistol rounds kind of like like are snub nose and relatively short whereas the 57 rounds basically look like mini mini rifle bullets that you load into the pistol they do but, they really yeah. you know we got an wow. image we got a nice image of uh yeah, so I love the 5.7 as a pistol. Um, for a submachine gun, um, the classic Heckler & Koch MP5, just because it's a classic design. It, it's extremely reliable. It shoots 9mm bullets. The MP5K is also really cool looking. Um, but both of those are just classic designs that are used worldwide by security forces. Um, and a submachine gun is going to be a automatic weapon that's going to be slightly smaller than, than a fully automatic rifle. And the difference between a rifle and a submachine gun is that submachine guns shoot pistol rounds versus um, long rifle bullets. For assault rifles, I like the, the, um, the Heckler & Koch G36. What is this? And, oh, I've always kind of wanted one of those. They're, uh, the G36? Yeah. Oh, the G36 is a really sweet AR. Um, just for the record, you're getting a lot of you're getting a lot of negative feedback from the ladies <laughs> talking about guns. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Like, but if I was James Bond, I would want that gun. I gotta defend so, myself. I mean, that's, that, uh, you know what? Like, it's not like the it's not like I was doing great with the ladies before. So you know what? We might as well just. <laughs> so um, look, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we uh, we may wrap uh, on the on the. 
on the gun talk. You know, I think we do owe it to get into politics over the next few weeks. I've already got some phrases loaded up. I got a great drinking game for the first debate, man. Let me tell you. Well, um, but let's let's get into the politics uh, the next time. I think. I thought uh, we were talking. We were supposed to be talking about. Uh, uh, what was it, the topic of last uh, on Tuesday? Emotional support animals. That and why the only reason why girls like wear makeup is so. Wait, how was it? How was The only reason why girls wear makeup is because guys fall in love with what they see, and the only reason why guys lie to girls is because girls love to hear what they want to hear. Uh, right, right. we had so we had something true. going on about that. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I don't want to get anyone in trouble in that conversation, but I will say, in terms of politics, <laughs> this election is so wacky, and business-wise, it's been tough, man. I feel like every business person I talk to, or anyone that owns a business, has said the same thing. Until this election is over, we are sort of stuck in a rut. Things calm down. giant meteor. Yeah, like it, I just feel like the next, like, was it 30 days or 40 days or something like that? Until that ends, we got about six weeks to go. This topsy turvy so, environment. So let's, feels comfortable to make a move. let's figure out a good angle and we'll see where we can go with this. On that note, though, James, uh, we're going to part ways. We will conclude episode 41. Don't forget, Andres had a good idea for episode 50. So uh, I think I think that could be I think that fifty could be, isn't it forty one forty two well no I'm saying for episode fifty so oh. forty one but but uh, oh for me to come up to New York I yeah. think that's not a bad we oh, need to talk about the logistics of that because it's possible that I might not be able to leave New York if I come up nice. sounds great so we're gonna sign off uh, James uh, appreciate appreciate you taking part uh, we're gonna pick up that uh, Russian vaccine and and uh, I will. Uh, I'll catch up. You catch up with you soon. Take care, man. Adios. Peace out, guys. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for watching our gun episode. Let me know what you thought in the comments. If you have not already subscribed, well, we're talking about guns, so you better subscribe. <laughs>